0: It's The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Welcome
1: to Hour 2 of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. Brick City says, Sherwin, you need a cowboy hat on. For what? I don't wear cowboy hats. I'm not into all that redneckery. I got a baseball hat, though. I'll put that on. Let me see. My head is real shiny. That's why I don't like these lights on in here. I don't like them turning up this side. and this is why I wear a hat in here, because my head is just, my head is clearly the star of the show. But that's a fresh shave, though. I shaved him this morning. That's fresh, ain't it? I use a Harry's razor. Harry is a brand. I like it. It's, man, let me tell you something. You could lick my head and it would feel like a cue ball. It would feel very smooth on the tongue. Not you, Rhea, specifically, but a person. I'm hoping to get my head licked today at some point. That would make for a good day. Put a hat on for y'all get any ideas. Creation Muse said, I did 90 in a Chrysler caravan. I didn't know a mini-man could go that fast. My brother did 100 miles an hour in the same caravan. It was in the south, open road, Mississippi. You got to be careful if you speeding in Mississippi or if you're out of town. I didn't know this. Y'all know this? Or maybe maybe this was illegal. Do you know how many trips, road trips that I have taken in my life from Milwaukee to either Memphis, Tennessee, or Atala County, Kosciuszko, and Salas, Mississippi? More than I can count. Because for black folks, y'all know this. Vacation for us was visiting your relatives that live in the South. Basically, that's what it was. And so whatever there was to do on the way, you got to stop at Boomland, of course. They got very good fried chicken. You can buy fireworks year round. And then you get to whatever your destination is, whatever relative's house you're going to visit. That was summer vacation. If you get pulled over for speeding and you are out of state, you have to pay the fine on the spot. Did you guys, do they still do that? I cannot tell you how many times in all of those trips that I have taken, this is my whole childhood, my whole childhood, driving down south. And every so often, whether it was my uncle that was driving, my mother, my father, or whatever, what other assorted relatives may be in the car with us. Because that's the thing about Milwaukee and Mississippi. If you're going back home, back down home to Mississippi, you call your relatives, like, hey, I'm going down to Mississippi next week. You want to ride with us? Yeah, I'll ride with you. And you'd pick up your relatives and you leave at three, four o'clock in the morning, drive down to to Mississippi. Okay. And there have been occasions where you get pulled over by a trooper. Because here's the thing. If you get a ticket, let's say in Northern Mississippi, you get a court date. You're not going to the court date because you live in Wisconsin. And so this is the part that I didn't understand. What if you didn't have the cash to pay the ticket and the fines weren't cheap luckily black folks carry cash maybe the the younger generation of african-americans don't carry cash here let me ask this question ria how much cash do you have on you right now right now at this moment if you had to guess you know how much cash you got maybe 10 15 that's it okay that's probably probably average I don't, hell, I don't think I have any. Let me see. Let me see. Hell, no, not nothing.
2: Nope.
1: What is
3: it? That I looking empty?
1: Don't worry about what the hell is it. What Go, is it? Shh. Don't worry about it. Let me see what this is. What's this here? Why is it when you get old and you look at something real you wouldn't know about this yet because you're still young when you when you pull something you look at it, you gotta make that face like eh, what is it you gotta make that frown I do that right now and I have perfect eyesight I don't know why Oh this is when I went to um the uh St Paul fish market and I got a lobster roll for twenty one fifty An order of Buffalo Grouper Cheeks for $13.95. You got to get the Buffalo Grouper Cheeks if you go there. And two Bay Breeze Cocktails. Oh, um, we went to lunch. That's what that was. Okay, But I ain't got no cash. So if you got a ticket, got pulled over for speeding, and you're out of town, you got to pay the fine on the spot. And I think if you don't pay the fine on the spot, they take you to jail. Right? Is that what it is? Some of y'all probably know the answer to that. So we're talking about red light cameras. Dangerous, A dangerous practice too often seen on Milwaukee roads, people driving through red lights. It is why a Democratic representative has reintroduced a bill to allow red light cameras in Milwaukee. As of now, it is illegal to have red light cameras in the state. Under the proposed measure, it would allow Milwaukee to test up to 75 cameras in a five-year pilot program. Quote, this is something Milwaukee specifically needs, said the representative, but the bill has failed multiple times and Republican Senator Van Wangard say the cameras do not improve anyone's safety. He says they want to put traffic cameras up in Milwaukee. I will never support that, he says. The Insurance Institute for Highway Safety disagrees after studying red light cameras. We've seen that red light safety cameras in cities where they have been put in place have reduced red light running fatalities by more than 20%. And we also think that they're a really effective deterrent for this kind of behavior," says Jessica Chichino from the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety. However, Illinois Policy Institute has also been studying red light camera use and says lawmakers are not using them for public safety. We see that in politicians using it as tools for revenue rather than tools for safety. We see mixed results in terms of safety where people slam on their brakes to avoid a ticket and people rear in them, says Austin Berg from the Illinois Policy Institute in Illinois. Over the past 10 years, the state has generated more than one billion dollars in revenue for red light cameras, according to the Illinois Policy Institute in Chicago, with a camera that sends tickets for both running red lights and speeding. The city writes a ticket every 11 seconds. That translates into a quarter million dollars worth of tickets every single day. So, here's my understanding. So, I've gone through lights, maybe when I should have stopped because there was a vehicle behind me. So, I'm proceeding through an intersection. The light turns yellow. I got a decision to make. Sure, when you got to make a decision, what is you going to do? Is you going to slam on the brakes in the Chevy Volt? I got good brakes on the Volt, by the way. I just got them redid. I got good brakes. I'll stop on a dime and make change. Or do I want to proceed through this light to prevent this idiot knucklehead fool from tailgating me? Y'all know how I feel about tailgating is the worst thing you can do, because if you're tailgating me, I'm not going to speed up. I'm not going to. I'm not going to encourage your reckless behavior, but I also don't want to deal with getting rear ended. So there have been a number of times where I just proceed through the intersection because I don't want to have to slow down or stop at the yellow light because the person behind me is following too close. But here's what I understand. Correct me if I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I know you will correct me. If you rear end somebody, it is always your fault, no matter what. So if Sherwin is driving the Volt, which has a top speed of 98 miles an hour FYI and the light turns yellow. And if I can safely slow down and stop, I am supposed to do that. Now there's some variables. It could be raining. It could be snowing. It could be poor conditions. Then I may want to proceed through the yellow light just for safety reasons. But if someone rear ends me, it is always, always their fault. Meaning I can slam on my brakes in traffic, and if somebody hits me, it is the fault of the driver that hit me because they were following too close. Last week, I gave you guys a tip for how you stay at least two seconds behind the driver that is in front of you. That is a decent amount of distance where if they have an emergency stop, you have enough time to react and also stop your vehicle, preventing you from hitting them. The number of people that had never heard of this, This way, this measure where you can determine if you are two seconds or more behind the driver in front of you scares me. It makes me wonder, those of you that took driver's ed, what did y'all even learn? You see the vehicle in front of you and then you look for a fixed object on the side of the road. It could be a utility pole. It could be a traffic light. It could be a mile marker. It could be anything, but something that is fixed. It could be a tree. When that vehicle passes that fixed marker, could be a utility pole, could be a traffic light, could be a mile marker, could be a tree, you go like this. 1 1000 1000. And if you pass that same fixture, could be a utility pole, could be a traffic light, could be a mile marker, could be a tree, but if you pass it before you get to 2 1000, slow down. You following too close. It's simple. Don't tailgate people and on a highway. It depends on my mood. Sometimes I feel real road raging. Now I do have my road rage in control. It's just usually. Boy, I hate to admit this. Can I be honest with y'all? I'm not a racist person. You guys know that. I love all people. I love our differences. Our differences that make us unique, that's where our beauty comes from. I love different people from different cultures. But when I have road rage, I'm such a racist. You know what I mean? Like I, Every racial stereotype, I don't care what race you are. If I see, oh, I can't do, I can't say y'all going to be, y'all going to try to cancel me for this one. Okay, so let's say somebody's tailgating me, right, on the highway, which I hate. And then they they get mad and they pass you, right? I'm I'm in the middle lane or the right lane, and they they tailgate in the Sherwin. Sherwin sure don't like to be tailgated, and then they're messing with me. They're tailgating me, whatever, trying to get me to speed up. I'm clearly not going to speed up, but I won't be doing this in the left lane like Millican, and then they'll. Don't pass me, and I sometimes I got to look. I got to see who you are. I want to look at your face, and I hate when people have tinted windows because I can't see your face. I want to see the person. I want to look in your eye. I want to see your soul, and sometimes I get a glimpse of who they are, and I can make a determinant based upon their phenotypical physical facial features of what race they are, and here come the slurs. I don't mean it. Like, I'm not going to like enact a policy to prevent that person from voting or getting fair housing. I'm just going to say some slurs. We all do it. We all, you know, we don't please. Who, who is we? Come on. Rhea. You mean to tell me if that, if a black person is driving really, really bad and they're putting your life and your passenger's life in jeopardy and and then they pass you and they looking at you, you looking at them, you don't want, you, know, you sure? And I call them a racial slur. No, I don't. I okay. usually get that angry. All right, then I I'm call gonna... them other words, but I don't call them a racial slur. But those are just the easiest ones to come. And plus, if I'm black and I say a, a racial slur by another black person, that's not a racial. That's not racist. That's called hip hop. Right? No, it's <laughs> it's, it's not. What? Oh, I just I get very frustrated. I don't mean it. I mean, it's not like I turned into a slave owner. Get get back here, boy. How dare you? I'll send my hounds after you, Blackie. I dare you to go try to vote. I'll be waiting on you at the polls with a fire hose and some dogs. (laughs) I don't get that racist. Okay. Uh, In Milwaukee... The Common Council Steering and Rules Committee presentation it says they expect to make $40 million over 10 years from red light and speed cameras. So here's what I think'll happen. So they'll set up the if they pass the state law, we'll have the 75 speed cameras, not speed cameras, red light cameras installed at 75 different locations throughout the city of Milwaukee, probably mostly on the near north side and near south south side. And they're going to do the 5-year pilot program and what they're going to see is they're going to see ticket revenues going up cuz they're going to catch people you know, inadvertently even running red lights and they're going to issue tickets and they're going, to, they're going to see an increase in revenue. By the way, this would not be city of Milwaukee revenue. This would be state revenue. The State Department of Transportation will receive that revenue. But then they're going to say, wait a minute, what if we can also put a speed monitor or radar on the same red light camera or on the same traffic light where you have the red light camera to further increase the revenue? I think that is going to happen If you guys believe that reckless driving is that kind of a problem in the city of Milwaukee, are you okay with that? Because all of you speed. I know that you do. Every now and again, you got to go a little bit faster than the posted speed limit. Quote, it does have the potential to be a revenue generator, but I would say not to make money off of the backs of people in the district. This is a reckless driving mechanism. We want people to drive better. State Representative Lakeisha Myers is now calling for a study committee to look at red light cameras this summer at the state in an effort to move the measure forward. Senator Wangard says he believes the way to cut down on reckless driving is to add police officers. Well, of course, what do you guys think? Red light cameras, speed trap cameras. Will that make you a safer driver? Because I want everyone to be able to use the public roads safely and not have to worry about getting hurt by some fool driving recklessly and also less reckless driving, less road rage, less racial slurs. I'm, I know I'm not the only one. I don't mean it in a bad way. Is it possible to use a racial slur and not be a racist? It's just a word. So what if I say a racial slur about a black person, but I'm also black. It's not a racial slur. Now, if I say something about the Asians, but the Asians are perfect. I love the Asians. And they love me too. Now the Africans, on the other hand, oh, 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 please don't let me see if it's an African tailgating me. And then they pass me. And I see them, they're wearing a daishiki and probably some beads. Then they look at me and they roll their window down. Get out of the way, mother sucker. And now I got to chase the African now. Now me and the African are going 114 miles an hour down 94. Because you're listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 FM. I'll be right back.
0: The Truth with Sherwin Hughes returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Truth with Sherwin Hughes is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com.
1: Welcome back. I saw this article about the things that make Milwaukee famous. What comes to mind when you think about this city, for those of you that are native here, grew up here, born, raised, went to school here. When you think about Milwaukee, what are some of the things that ring true? As I'm reading these different lists, because there are local publications that write right articles about, oh, Milwaukee is known for this. We are famous for this. These are our attractions. These are our amenities. Maybe it's the food. Maybe it's the German-influenced architecture. It's a whole bunch of things that we are known for, and all of them are very familiar to me. But I realized something in all of the articles that I've reviewed. None of it is reflective of the city's diversity, and that's a problem for me. We are and have been a majority-minority city with African-Americans being something like 38% of the population, you combine us with the Latino Hispanic population and the multiracial population. And we are a majority minority city other than a scattering of ethnic restaurants. And I don't even know if I want to call a soul food restaurant, an ethnic restaurant. I suppose nothing about, this city's identity speaks highly of or promotes its diversity. Don't you find that troubling? We have like these cultural icons in this town. Like, I you know the brewers are great. They're a baseball team. They, there's a bat. There's a ball. There's a pitcher. The game is painfully slow. Quite honestly, watching a brewers game or watching major league baseball is like going fishing. Cause in a baseball game, you may not see a single home run. You may not see. The score might be 0-0 to after nine innings. It is just an excuse to get drunk. Just like if you go fishing. I don't fish. You know what kind of fishing I do? I fish off of a menu. Mmm! They have cod and salmon and halibut. Catfish is disgusting. Black folks, stop it. Seriously. Time out for that. There's so many other types of fish. Try sea bass, which isn't bass. Don't eat tilapia. It's gross. Don't go fishing. It's an excuse to just drink in a boat, which when you think about it, not a good idea to get drunk in a boat. But, you know, with the Brewers, they're iconic. I've gone to a number of Brewers games in my life. And quite honestly, if you get into the mood and the spirit of a Brewers game, it's fun. It is. It's not very diverse. The Milwaukee Bucks, a lot of the players are black. Dame Lillard, Made three point shots from half court. I was reading something, somebody posted something somewhere. I think it might have been on Twitter. With Dame making the number of three point shots he made from half court, do bet not never ever miss another three point shot during the regular season. You hear me? He was putting up, thank you, Rhea. He was putting up half court shots without even trying. The East won, right? They scored 211 points. But also nobody played defense, which means Doc Rivers, who coasted, coached the East, is a wonderful coach if the opposing team plays zero defense. So there's that. Oh, Doc Rivers, what are we gonna do with? It? Oh, jeez. Anyways, uh, Bucks games are not very diverse. Brewers games are not very diverse. Something else is uh, culturally iconic here is the cream puff. Cream puffs are disgusting. It's whipped cream on wonder bread. It is. It's like it's come on, Rhea. You must have had the wrong kinds then. I had the State Fair ones. There's multiple ones you can get though. I don't know. They're they're not bad. It's whipped cream on, I guess it's it's not even like a croissant. If it was a croissant, it might taste better. It's just very bland bread with powdered sugar on it. But like these are the things when people think about Milwaukee and the Milwaukee area. They think of the bucks They think of the brewers. They think of cream puffs. um, They think of the German architecture. You know, they think of all the other immigrant groups that come here, but there is nothing that people think of that puts this city on top as one that's being very diverse. Like, Hey, come to Milwaukee. There are many different races and cultures here. The Hmong are here. There's many Asians. Asians come in so many flavors. Not that I've tasted all of them. I haven't tasted many Asians, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they're, they're food. There's Latinos and Hispanics here. Puerto Ricans are here. What else? There's Serbians and Russians. There's a lot of diversity here, but that for some reason is not is not listed. Oh, the the festivals. We do we do have ethnic festivals, and I think that was on one of the the list of things that make Milwaukee iconic is the festivals. But then when I look at the festivals and it's very embarrassing for me, I've talked about this embarrassment. And every time we get closer to the festival season, I'm very embarrassed about this. We don't have an African world festival. We don't have one. We have smaller events throughout Milwaukee County at different parks where people get together and celebrate African heritage. And no, I don't count Juneteenth day as African heritage. What I would like to see, Will y'all please back me up on this? If Juneteenth Day was actually held at the Summerfest grounds, I would like that. You know Why? Right now, you would like that or no, you wouldn't like that? It should be at the Summerfest grounds. I would like it, but I feel like we might ruin that too. Rhea, bite your tongue. We don't ruin things. What do you mean ruin it? Not us, but like us. (laughs) Right now, this is going to sound bad because we're a very big part of Juneteenth Day. We're in a parade. We broadcast live from there. We get to see people. Dion just stands there in front of our broadcast tent, just sweating, giving out hugs. But Juneteenth Day is held in the street. In the street! It's held, it's just on the road. Why can't we have. Because at the Summerfest grounds, it's a more conducive atmosphere for like. Travelers, people that want to travel, because you got parking. We could have a lot more vendors. Not to mention the Summerfest grounds are very nice. We could imagine if there was like a concert, because you know you have the the American Family Insurance Amphitheater there. You got a whole bunch of different stages. What if Juneteenth? That while it would only be on one day, but what if it was at festival grounds, like all of the other ethnic festivals, it is very embarrassing that we have the largest minority group. Can't even really call us a minority group in the city of Milwaukee because we're almost a majority group. But we don't have an African world festival like we used to. And every so often there'll be a little momentum and there'll be conversations about bringing you back. But all of those conversations fall flat. I want Milwaukee, when people think of this city, I want them to first note the diversity. But they don't. It's the brewers and the bucks and the cream puffs and the German architecture and the history of brewing beer. And there's still a lot of breweries here. Very few of them are African-American, unfortunately. From the Journal Sentinel, what do you picture when you hear the word Milwaukee? For those who love the city, it's the accessibility of small-town America in the context of a major metro with an oceanic vibe that thanks to Lake Michigan on the eastern edge. It's the festivals, the revelry, and the sports teams. But for those who have never hopped on Interstate 94 or perhaps 43, spun through town, these are things that put Milwaukee on the map. First one, beer. Perhaps you are familiar with the 1968 Jerry Lewis song, What Made Milwaukee Famous. I never even heard of that song. The writer of this article said that song is a tearjerker. And also a reference to our economy. Jerry Lee Lewis is talking about beer specifically. Schlitz. There's probably no singular substance that is more Milwaukee. Okay, I I want to hear that song now. Nineteen sixty eight Jerry Lee Lewis song, What Made Milwaukee famous? Well let's hear it real. Let me hear a little piece of it. Terrible.
3: But it's late and she's waiting.
1: And question Oh my god, this is fresh. Every time Didn't he with I with his sister? He might have. I'm they, not they his sister. He married somebody really young. Song Jerry, he's a guy that did Great Balls of and Fire. Someone by I think it was his, like his cousin or something. Another Or somebody was like 13.
3: What made Milwaukee
1: famous has made a fool out of yeah, me. Sorry. So here's what I picture when I hear this song. I never heard of this before. I never in my life. What made Milwaukee famous has made a fool out of me. You ever see one of those like racist clan movies? They're going. They, we finna go down to the jailhouse and grab us the N-word and string him up. That This song is what they're listening to on the way to the jail to get a black person to hang. Like on the way to the lynch party. That song. There are 39 breweries in Metro Milwaukee with Miller as the city's flagship brand. But it's not just Miller or Mol- Molson Coors now. Pabst Schlitz and Blatt's we're still among the 10 biggest breweries in America as late as 1950. And many of the town's older buildings were once part of a brewery. It explains why you'll see a show at the Pabst Theater, which wasn't a brewery, but it was built in 1895 by Captain Frederick Pabst, who also owned the brewery. Drive down Miller Parkway. Well, it's technically Brewers Boulevard now. Or even spend some time with nature at the Schlitz Audubon Center along the shoreline land that was once a farm for brewery draft horses. That's right. Even our nature has ties to beer. So there's an article here talking about the things that make Milwaukee iconic and the things that Milwaukee is known for what makes us famous. But for some reason, it's not our diversity. And I think the segregation has something to do with that because we have never wanted this city to be known for its Diversity, I'm gonna take a break, come back. We'll talk to Black Conscious on the other side. He's got some things he wants to say about Black Festivals. Hear me and hear me good. I want Juneteenth Day to be held at the Summerfest grounds and we can get some musical entertainment on one of the stages or many stages. We can make a whole Summerfest festival out of Juneteenth Day instead of Juneteenth Day. And there's there's culture and there's heritage and history to our Juneteenth day and why it is held where it is held. But if you think about it, because Juneteenth day is now a national holiday, let's stop having the damn festival in, in the street. We still can have a parade for Juneteenth day. It needs to be throughout downtown though. This is a big deal. It's American history. It's everybody's history. We have outgrown Juneteenth day being on locust. It's time to put, just like the Irish in the parade and the Christmas parades and the Thanksgiving parades and all the other parades we have, Juneteenth parades need to be downtown. Hey, black mayor. You got a black mayor, right? Yep. Cavalier John. Don't do it. Please don't. Don't play it, Rhea. Don't do it. No. It reminds me of a black bald head You hear me? You're run around trying to get some
3: blood only at night. Because you don't hear him that day.
1: Well, he's definitely not going to have the Juneteenth Day parade downtown now. So I'm going to take a break, come back. Continuing the conversation about what do you think makes Milwaukee famous or iconic? What does what comes to mind when you hear the word Milwaukee? The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back.
0: Don't touch that dial. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back on 101.7 The Truth. The Truth app and 101.7thetruth.com. You are listening to The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 101.7 The Truth. The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com
1: What makes Milwaukee famous? Food, beer, beaches, oh Harley Davidson. That is an iconic motorcycle brand But I don't know if Harley Davidson and a particular stereotype that I have of not just motorcycle culture, but Harley culture. I don't know if it invokes blackness. Oh, there's black Harley riders. Oh, yes, indeed. But when Harley riders come to town for the festivals, it's a love hate relationship I have with the Harley festivals because there's certain parts of town you just can't frequent. But it's fine. It's good for the city or whatever. But I've heard. For years and being a member of the black media for over a decade now, black Harley riders from all over the country would reach out to us. And then we had an obligation to promote events specifically for black Harley riders because they're not wanted by the other people. And Harley and that culture, the Hog culture, the Harley owners group, the hog, that's what the acronym stands for. They make it seem like they are inclusive. They're not black bikers. When they come to town, they got to find their own things to do. Let's talk to Black Conscious You're on 101.7 The Truth. How are you?
3: Not yourself and good health to you, brother.
1: Peace, love, and hair grease to you too, brother.
3: All right. Beer, brats, and bars. Beer, brats, and bars. That's what comes Beer. to Barred mind? You look. That's what comes to mind. But um, I, I do, too, have a problem with uh, Juke Tink today especially starting on one of the heaviest uh, strolls there is. And the other part about it is, how are you going to portray this as Milwaukee? And you start off in the most heavily uh, boarded-up areas around, and then you couldn't even, mayor, couldn't even get the city out to sweep the, to sweep the damn streets before the uh, parade starts. I mean, I guess we could have done it too, you know. But I, I think that is real pathetic for the city to allow uh that, that viewing to be shown uh in such a disarray. And we do have Afro World Festival. They just call it what? Art Day or something like that.
1: Something totally different. Black Arts Festival. Black yeah. Arts M K E yeah, S is not the same thing.
3: I know they watered it down to that and we allowed that to happen. But you know, we can make we could be the engine of change and call for it because there's enough of us who uh, take pride in the festival. All of us and our young children ain't there to disrupt and destroy.
1: I agree with That's you. I think about. Let's push for a Juneteenth Day to be a parade downtown. That's what I'm
3: Yeah, I that won't happen. Why not? That won't happen. Well, it, it totally could they happen. Have, they, they're they afraid that we might come together and show them that we can do this, and they'll take their stereotype and, and kick it right out the window.
1: Yeah, but we come they together for the... The current they iteration. Don't,
3: they, don't want, they don't want us down there but to spend money. Any other thing is unethical. We don't want you down here. Black Conscious, when was
1: the you last better. time you've been to Water Street on a weekend and ain't nothing but black folks downtown spending money? When was the last time you've been to Jefferson Street? Ain't nothing but black folks down there spending money. Like when I was said, the last time you've been to, to, to Elsa's, man? Ain't nothing
3: but black folks in there money. spending money. I said to spend money. I didn't I didn't oh. get it twisted. I said that's the only time we want you down there spend money. But to have a festival? to come down and enjoy some uh uh, uh culture.
1: But we would Absolutely still spend not. money, though, because if we have a parade that starts wherever I'm um, second in Wells and it winds through downtown and it ends up at the Summerfest grounds, we would have vendors there and all sorts of food and clothing, and we would still be downtown spending money. I just think that our national holiday of Juneteenth Day deserves a parade that goes through downtown because Juneteenth Day is an American national holiday, not as a black people holiday. Because when we were freed from slavery, white people were freed, too. Somewhere.
3: And I I stand with you exactly on that. But it not, it's not going to happen.
1: Stop saying that. It's not going to happen. Yes, it is.
3: Hey, well, well okay, let's make I'll it happen. Then. Way. Let's do it. Okay. Who's stopping let's us? Let's make it happen, brother. I'm with you. Thank us. you.
1: Us. Okay, we'll have the chance. Live change. righteous Milwaukee. Live righteous. Love, brother. Love, peace, and hair grease. And and all the other things that black folks say when we greet each other. Has nobody ever thought of that before? Please don't tell me that old Sherwin on the radio right now has been the only one that has suggested that the Juneteenth parade be moved off of Locust and goes through downtown. What other? Par- okay, okay, all right. What other parades are in neighborhoods? Are like oh the Puerto Ricans, the Puerto Rican festival. They just the Puerto Ricans just pick a street. I think right here is good. Right here, we have a party. You got mofongo? You got Puerto Rican rice? Bring the Puerto Rican rice to the festival. They should have theirs too at the Summer fest Grounds. The Puerto Ricans don't have an ethnic festival, do they? Nope. Well, they could just come with us because you know, Puerto Ricans are just. Black people that can swim and speak Spanish. Those, You know that those are our people. Puerto Ricans do not shy away from their African roots. In fact, they love it. They love it. They love us and we love them too. It's the Mexicans that don't like us very much. Didn't know that the Mexicans and the Puerto Ricans don't necessarily see eye to eye on things. I learned this many, many years ago because I mistakenly called... A Puerto Rican person, a Mexican. And I got an earful. Then I got a bunch of history. What do you say to me? I said, oh, because, you know, you're you're a Mexican. Excuse me, say it again. Yeah, you're you not him. A... Come here. Ven acá. Sit down. Sientense. And they gave me hope. They don't. What, Ria? That's not. That's real Spanish. Yo hablo espanol. Pero mi vocabulario es mi pequeño, pero me gusta espanol. Yeah. Oh, you better get the phone. You better earn your keep around here. What is Milwaukee known for? Harley Davidson, the Harley Davidson Museum. Oh, the Milwaukee Art Museum. the Calatrava, that's right. Pabst Mansion, the Basilica of St. Jehoshaphat. Really, we're known for a Catholic church? The Milwaukee County Zoo, the Milwaukee Public Market, American Family Field. The Lakefront Brewery. So none of these things reflect our cultural diversity. Let me keep going. We're known for frozen custard. I like frozen custard. I do. Oh, there's somebody named Karen on line one. I hope she wants to talk to me. Put her on. This would be good. I want to talk to Karen. The historic Third Ward, the Milwaukee Riverwalk, we're known for beer, cheese, curds, the Discovery World Museum, the Great Lakes Distillery, Breweries, worse Fish Fry. I like a fish fry. You guys know where I go get my fish fries. At. The Packing House Restaurant, Summerfest Fee and Booth Fee. This is what Karen wants to talk about. Let's talk to Karen. Hello,
2: Karen. How are you? Uh, good morning. Um, how y'all doing? This is um, Karen. This is hey, no. This I is
1: not to- you gave us a fake name. I know who
2: this is. I'm so, I'm, I'm so fake. You know how it is. Show me sure, your smart self. Listen now, man. What I'm saying is that the Summerfest grounds charge you a fee. Even though they pay for Juneteenth, the price probably is quite a bit more. And there's a fee to go down. There's a fee for security. So um, even if there's a portion of it, so we have to have the mayor, if you're going to ask for something, ask them to give some of their stimulus money back. Uh, that they took they took their stimulus money, and had to spend about a certain time and put it on Juneteenth day going down to Summerfest because there is a fee for Summerfest going down and since Juneteenth day was free what well, we have to pay to come into Summerfest grounds. And is that how Summerfest gets paid? So those are considerations a vendor for two hundred dollars or a hundred dollars at Juneteenth is going to be substantially more at Summerfest grounds. So therefore some of them have to absorb that fee because Summerfest ain't gonna donate nothing for free and write it off on their They
1: don't have for to for I got pay. a solution, Karen. I have a solution to that, well, but you I'm, are right.
2: I am glad. I'm I'm glad I want to hear it. But you're right. We need to take that down there. We're not to my Milwaukee Arts Fest that um I know who the group of people are that are doing that. They're, that's not that's not a, a black African art festival, okay. Bring that thing down down there. And I think we'll have more control over people with weapons who want to start a fight because 'cause they're screened before they go in there on top of that, okay? So they are screened pretty heavily down there. So we got to remember that we have a good screening down there. We don't have to close up at 4:30. That's a crazy time to start closing black people close up early. Look at the different street festivals around the South side of church fest in the summertime, 11, 12 o'clock at night, they get to stay open. We have to clean up everything real quick. Even Garfield days. I'm tired of closing up before the sun go down. White people don't do that. So when you come out running for office, you tell people ahead of time, Hey, why can our festival still open later? And then we all need to help volunteer from Juneteenth and other events to keep the costs down if we want something somewhere else, also, or even go down there and try to help work down there. But like I said, I don't want to go to a festival that's going to close at four or five o'clock, or maybe I'm working a first shift job and I get off at 3 uh, three thirty, or five o'clock on a weekend. Now I can't go down there. Sure. I work a certain day. I work until 5 o'clock. I might leave my job early to go to a street fest. Hell, I can go to any street fest. I go to all of them. The church festivals. I love those church festivals on the south side. And 90% of them do not charge you to get in, okay? And I have a good time down there. I'll listen to anybody's music. I mean, I buy anybody's music, but I'm looking for, for enjoyment and peaceful. And so, look at the church festivals on the south side. They make a lot of money. They sell liquor. They have everything there. And they do not close up at 4 or 5 o'clock. They don't even get started until about 5 or 6 o'clock. And the bands and the music just go on and on. You know what I'm talking about, sir. And I'm sure you have been at some of them. Yeah, of and course. I'm going to continue to go to them. Yeah. So, we need to demand more than just, oh, we got to start sweeping up the street like monkeys at Juneteenth Day by. Don't cookies. say monkeys. Don't say that. Okay, well, I'm just being for real. Say private. We have to close up. I said. Okay, well, our customers and vendors that come down here have to close early because there may be a problem. Well, if you secure the place down a little bit better, Maybe we can help get, get take care of that. But in the meantime, we need to take it down to Summerfest and let people know. And a Harley event, I ask people Harley doesn't contract to ask Black bars and restaurants would they like to participate in the thing? They're not even in the booklet.
1: Karen, I got to take you a know, break. You want to hang on because it sounds like you got a lot of stuff on your mind. Yeah, I, but I do yeah, I have an answer. I hold on. Oh, I know you will. All right, hang on, that Karen. I have a solution to. No, she's right. The Summerfest, if we had Juneteenth Day at the Summerfest grounds as a one-day festival, there would be an admissions fee and there would be a higher uh, cost. Uh, vendors would have to pay a higher cost. I got an answer for that. So don't go anywhere. I th- I like this idea, y'all. And how come nobody's brought it up before? I I brought it up because I'm very smart. I'm a very smart person. Has this been tried before and we just dropped the ball? The Juneteenth Day Parade needs to be downtown. Throughout downtown, like every other parade, we need to have Juneteenth Day Festival to Summerfest grounds. If you're worried about it costing more, I got a solution for that. Stay tuned for my solution. The Truth with Sherwin Hughes will be right back.
0: The Truth with Sherwin Hughes returns after this on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It's The Truth with Sherwin Hughes on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: Here's the solution. If we are concerned about the cost of having the Juneteenth Day celebration at the Summerfest grounds, it should be sponsored and underwritten by Johnson Controls, Northwestern Mutual, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Milwaukee Brewers Community Foundation. They could subsidize the whole thing. It would be free. Maybe we charge a little admission, a little bit, $5. But if you're going, no, we'll do 10 Inflation. A $10 admission to the Juneteenth Day Parade. The parade, what time the parade started? I know we got to get there early. We got to get in line to hurry up and wait. Parade starts at, let's say, 9 o'clock. Then the parade is, I don't know, an hour long. And it ends at the Summerfest grounds. And then everyone just goes to the Summerfest grounds. And so let's say we get there at 10 a.m. And then the festival will go until at least 9 p.m. Because here's the thing about Juneteenth Day it's always going to be on June 19th. Sometimes it's on a weekend. Sometimes it's during the week, but it should go. I'm like, I'm with Karen. The festival should go later than four or five o'clock. Right, Karen, even though this is not Karen.
2: you all right, Karen. What's going on? Karen. Hey, you know, um, you hit it right on the nose. I was saying these charge fine, but you're going to keep certain people out too, which is great because there's trouble. All I'm saying is that people always say, well, what about the money? We ain't got this. Under a certain age, they say they go for free, okay, a five or under 10 years old because um, they're not consuming all that information anyway. People bring their kids. They bring their strollers in. And has this information been given to the Northcott Neighborhood House who helped run that and see if they can help spearhead this? And I would help out, too. And I need Northcott may not vision. want
1: it downtown because it would probably be out of their control. I bet you if we got That's it right, underwritten yeah, okay. and sponsored by big Milwaukee corporations, Mm -hmm. then it would be taken away from Northcott. But here's the thing. We want a bigger citywide festival that is worthy of being downtown at the Summerfest grounds. And I love Northcott. I used to work there many, many years ago. Maybe we want the festival to grow bigger than what Northcott has been doing for the last probably yes. fifty years. And maybe
2: Northcott would would try to do it bigger if we could get them to collaborate with SummerFest as part of the sponsorship and i work with them together on that. Like say you get these sponsors to help out and pay for the brewers, the bucks, they owe us everything. They should do it for free. One one bucks player could pay for that, but that's not what I'm you know, that's not the deal at this point. But like I said, we have to pay a little bit of it ourselves, but strollers and things like that—they get to go in for free because them kids are not understanding all that anyway. But at the end of the day, if you work with Northcott, mention this to them. Summerfest, get these people together and see they want to p- support minority uh, uh, businesses and stuff. Here, Karen, the, do me a
1: favor. At the end of the day. I can't do yes. it because I'm at work for the next hour. Uh, call I'll Call Mac Weddle. Call Mac over at Mac's I in Northcott.
2: Mac still at Northcott? No, no, no. They They got what's the name down there? He retired. Um, but he got, um, well, what's the guy's name? He's another guy. And, and Elizabeth Codd is down there too. Oh,
1: I call Beth.
2: I call Beth. And I called, I know that the other, we look online, I forgot his name, but he's running there now. He's been Matt's assistant and they just had a big fundraiser at the uh, German uh, beer house over there last year. So I hey, got a numbers. fundraiser for North Cod at a German beer house. Okay, I'm, gonna I'm going to tell you another on Port Washington Road. Uh, another group of Wisconsin The boys Bavarian Inn. But I got to go again, I Karen. I got to take another break. I, I don't know why they're doing all those, but I'm going to tell you how else you can fund it. Karen, I gotta. Karen, got, I, gotta, I got, actually uh, gotta go got to go again. They got, I gave you two seconds, Karen. I, gotta, the I gotta go. got to go. I got to go. Okay, just, go ahead. Okay, okay.
1: all right then now, Karen. Okay, that's not her name, ain't Karen. The truth was Sherwin Hughes will be back for hour three.